0: All right. So, Jimmy, would you rather have to have the sound of a chewed banana or a banana being chewed in your ear every time there was like a space of silence, anytime there was a pause, or have to legally change your name to Chef Boyardee (laughs) and you couldn't... You couldn't explain that to anybody, okay? That's that. There's no no loopholes, okay? People always try to find loopholes with these questions I ask them, but yes, the banana sound it is constant. It will never go away from you. It's kind of like that tinnitus or tinnitus, you know? People have ringing in their ears, except your ringing is the sound of a banana being chewed in your ears. As or,
1: providence would have it, I love bananas, so I'm gonna have to go Jimmy, with option A. Jimmy,
0: Chef Boy RD, that would be the worst. <laughs> Do you not mind the sound of people chewing bananas? I've never heard the sound. It's more of a
1: mush mush than a
0: choo choo. Here's uh, now I understand something better about you. You have heard it. You just aren't bothered (laughs) by it because that is an unmistakable, (laughs) ever-present sound. I'm one of the people who hates it. I, I identified. I have like the stages of grief for banana chewing. It's like for me, it's horror followed by incredulity, because it's like, how can this person be chewing the banana so loudly and not know? Then it's rage. Finally, it's acceptance. (laughs) And then, no, actually, the last step is just removal. Uh, Not of the person. I just leave the room with the banana. So, but, all right. I mean, hey, to each his own. (laughs) As you can see, I came into this question with a preconceived answer. Although, I don't know if I would want to be Chef Boyardee. You know, really, when I... When I think about it. It'd be horrible. It would be. It would be hard, like socially, to say, hey, I'm Chef Boyardee, and you can't can't get out of it. So anyway, I just thought it was a worthwhile question. You know, thanks for your answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to season two of the Love Good podcast, where you learn how to love what is good so you can become what you love and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons, a community of intentional consumers who curate music and books based on the transcendentals of beauty, truth, and goodness. Join us each week as we sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and what it means to be human. We're so happy you're here.
1: Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jimmy Mitchell, as always, sitting down every other week with Alana Boudreau. In just a few moments, she'll be on, and we'll be talking a lot about home and nostalgia and ache. I mean, I know we're not quite in the holiday season, but these are the kind of things that I'm Always thinking about once Thanksgiving hits, once Christmas hits. Obviously, last week we had Matt Marr in the studio to really just talk about so many of these universal human experiences of anxiety and hope, and really specifically what Christmas and how Christmas speaks into that. But today with Atlanta is really really special—a continuation of that level of depth and that level of even just analysis of uh, where we are as a culture and where we're going. Uh, so really really exciting. Also, I want you to to know that I have a brand new video releasing on the Love Good YouTube channel this week. It's of me playing this beautiful song called Wonder, at a house concert we did here in Nashville last May. So I'm going to mention it again at the end of the show, but I want to go ahead and mention it now. If you're not subscribed to the Love Good YouTube channel, please do so. We'll put the uh, subscription uh, link in the show notes of this episode and really don't want you guys to miss any of the video content that's coming out as it releases. Uh, you guys are the best. We'll be back in just a few moments with Alana Boudreaux.
0: Black hole in my heart Black hole in my favorite sweater is the Stitching a scarlet letters. Someone cold, someone cold, someone cold I don't know who I am at all
1: Someone cold, someone cold, someone cold Welcome back to the Love Good Podcast. You're listening to Don't Know Who I Am by Rebecca Rubion, available on our exclusive collection, the Love Good Fall Mixtape. You can only get that right now at lovegoodculture.com slash free. And yes, it is in fact free. So here I am sitting down as always with Alana Boudreaux. How are you doing, Alana?
0: I'm great. How are you, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, really good. I'm still unfortunately fantasizing about... Peanut butter. I don't think you understand that like this whole banana and peanut butter thing is like hand in hand. So when you were-
0: I agree with you.
1: Fairly off the air asking me this question about banana munching or Chef Boyardee. You said banana. Yeah. I couldn't get peanut butter out of my head. I should have said that. But like I love this combination so much. Yeah. I still hold to my answer. But I literally, I can go anywhere in the world. Most people- have banana and peanut butter waiting for me. It's true. Which and is that's ridiculous. such a staple. Yeah. It and is. it's
0: it never fails me either. It's I, very I had it this morning. Really? For, for
1: breakfast. For breakfast.
0: Did you have any peanut Yeah.
1: Cream? I'm yeah. Nope. Nope. Not today. It was eggs and vegetables.
0: You know, somebody told me I need to ask you about carbs.
1: <laughs> I like, think carbs you... are worthless. Unless you're running a half marathon tomorrow, why eat carbs?
0: That's a very hard opinion.
1: It's pretty, carbs pretty are dogmatic worthless. about it to be fair. I, I mean like protein gives you energy like over the next few hours. Sugar gives you energy now. I mean, an yeah. apple, that's sustained energy for hours. Carbs comes into play sometime tomorrow. I don't need energy tomorrow.
0: Wow. I can't do without them. <laughs> to be honest.
1: It's I not love- that I don't like them, I just don't respect them. Carbs. Oh,
0: that's a that's a burn. <laughs> that's a burn. Who wants to be liked and not respected? <laughs> right? But yeah. I hear you. I don't actually, I'm not like gluten intolerant or carb intolerant, obviously. They're not the same thing.
1: Um, I just learned that recently. Well, but, I thought,
0: but where you find gluten, do you frequently find carbs? Yes. Ah.
1: But I didn't know that they were not the same thing, which officially makes me sound like an idiot. So
0: Who told you, who is this guru <laughs> who told you carbs are worthless?
1: Oh, that's totally just something I discovered on my own. I'm the guru.
0: You mean it? Like just was deposited. Okay, in okay. Your head. <laughs> I
1: read a book once. You're right. There was some this moment of infused contemplation. Wow. It was suddenly just in my brain. No, I read this like really stupid free thing online once. It was like, give us your email address and we'll send you a free guide yeah. to being healthy. And it said that and if it's you...
0: become your life, doctor. <laughs> <My God. laughs>
1: and it says early on in this little. 10-page pdf that actually mm-hmm. like for example you want to start your day with protein not sugar okay. because sugar uh, will start immediately being your source of energy and your body won't go after the stored fat
0: oh have you seen fed up that documentary no they go after you if you hate sugar this <laughs> this will be your clarion call mm. go watch that documentary because that changed my opinion of sugar too like it's it is interesting. your body can't metabolize it effectively obviously okay
1: so one of my best friends in england who's a faithful listener of this podcast i won't mention her name but she sometimes wonders whether or not we actually landed on the moon interesting right What?
0: oh it's, that's a conspiracy theory it,
1: well is this the american in you like like how could you possibly think that's a conspiracy or are you like you kind of wonder sometimes yourself
0: oh i don't wonder that at all
1: yes but a lot of people do a lot of people who aren't American.
0: Well, that's because they have beef against America. It's, it's because we got there first. It's documented. It's documented, Jimmy. I mean facts is facts.
1: Clearly. So I'm we're on the same page. I'm really <laughs> delighted to hear that. Otherwise we're gonna have to have a whole conversation <laughs> about it. We're not the moon. on the same
0: page with the banana chain. I that is gonna be a stumbling block. But uh, yeah. it's
1: okay. <laughs> I think actually we should just we should just cut this part okay. or move on. Because I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> that's okay. But I think carbs are, are somewhat pointless. Mostly because they slow me down. This is the part of me that loves efficiency. Okay. I get tired when I eat carbs. You
0: know, I do too, actually. Yeah. I just kind of feel like I have lead in my belly or something. Great for dinner,
1: especially when there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Really pointless for breakfast. Get that tryptophan crash. You ever uh, been to Pancake Pantry here in Nashville?
0: I have. So that's an
1: example of when it's just obviously worth it.
0: Yeah, but you do, you feel horrible the rest of the day.
1: But it's somehow, like Thanksgiving, it's just we convince ourselves this feeling is okay right. for today.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of Thanksgiving, are you the type of person who eats one item on the plate at a time or do you do the whole, like, the glorious marriage of all?
1: You know, just by the way you ask that, I think you do it one at a time. No. You are nope. really impressive in how you asked that question in a very bipartisan way. I'm
0: very Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. No, I absolutely mix it all together, eat everything at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love variety on the way, yeah. along the way.
0: On the way and along the way.
1: Yeah, mostly along. I just misspoke along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this is really That's good, great. though, because we're officially talking about comfort food, whether we realize it or not. Carbs are comfort food. Yes. Comfort food makes us feel at home. Home, Mm -hmm. which is what this conversation today is about, everybody. Yes. You've tuned in to just the right moment of transition because home is what it means to belong. And I just came across this incredible lyric from one of my favorite alternative rock bands called Colony House. They probably got two, three albums out now. Amazing guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really impressive I know that two of them in particular, the brothers, have been through their own suffering. And I think often like the best poetry comes out of suffering, right? Yeah. This is uh, the last track on their newest album called This Beautiful Life. And they're just going to read a few parts of the verse. He says, what in the world are we doing here? What is the meaning of it all? To fall in love, to make a life that's calm and stable, or just to find a place where I belong? What in the world am I looking for? What is the peace that I can find? This longing for I can't ignore, but I am able to see the good and taste it on my tongue. Will I go to water to find innocence? I breathe deep the air to fill my lungs and beauty sings his songs to me. Every note I follow to find out where the voice is coming from. And I can't be satisfied. This well has long been dry. What does it cost to find a home? For what's been lost. This is a perfect example of the kind of music that just immediately takes me to another place of like really pondering the mm. mysteries. Mm-hmm. You know, like what does it actually mean to belong? What does right. it mean to feel at home? Like I have some sense of this whenever I go home for Thanksgiving. Christmas decorations are already up at the Mitchell Homestead. Uh, it already smells like cinnamon, which just means that there's like a month of my life mm-hmm. that often smells like cinnamon and smells like Christmas and smells like home and it smells like everything I've always loved about life Yeah, and uh, peppermint mocha and I mean, the list goes on, right? There's there's a, a profound sense of being at home that time of the year mm-hmm. for all those reasons I just mentioned. There's also a profound sense of being at home every time I hop on a plane and I'm in England staying in the village of Long Buckby with my dear friend Becky and her husband Neil, whose names are now officially public. I just walk into their home and I feel like, I belong here. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of this is almost like this is a moment I was made for, you know? Sure, yeah. I guess I'm just curious. I mean, you're someone, Alana, who understands home, probably wrestles with the idea of home.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, when you were reading that lyric there, what's the last line there, Yeah. what does it cost to find a home for what's been lost? Yeah. That, for me, that really resonated. The whole thing that you read was beautiful, this whole concept of— What is home? But the the loss idea, like for me as someone who, when I think of home, I often think of certain persons and people and memories because my home life upbringing was more dysfunctional, less of it was less of the just kind of orthodox sort of regulated family situation. So there's a sense of like ambiguous loss, which I think cross crosshatches across a lot of different aspects of everybody's life, though. It doesn't necessarily just pertain to your childhood or whatever. There's just kind of this yearning, an ambiguous yearning. And, like, I'm sure most people who are listening are familiar with C.S. Lewis and how he talks about in one of his many writings, The Weight of Glory, he talks about how we have all these phrases like nostalgia or homesickness for the deep kind of woundedness that's there, Mm. the yearning, the hunger, and, and the hunger to be like within something and I always get that even to this day when i am in nature I feel at home but i at the same moment i feel outside of it and like i yearn because it, it's so harmonious like it knows its place like is you've never seen a tree going through an existential crisis right like
1: not yet it not means. yet yeah. and so
0: but it's there's something beautiful about that. Like it's rooted and it it is what it's meant to be. And there's something like almost like enviable about it. Like not in a bad way, if that makes sense. It's like you see something fulfilling its full potential and just being what it ought to be. And then you sense the deficit in yourself. At least I – mean, does that make sense? It does. Have you ever felt that? Like, it does.
1: Yeah. And I'm suddenly just distracted by the phrase existential crisis because I, I get one – Every nine months. Like it's almost like pregnancy and birth every nine months for me. What
0: does that entail? What do you mean by (laughs) existential crisis?
1: I think what it means is I begin asking this question. Where do I belong? Yeah. What is my place in this world? And I think that's that's a bit of a millennial question. Like we all want a sense of purpose and belonging. But I actually, I'd say this is a part of just like being in your teenage years, Mm -hmm. your 20-somethings. Up until the point, perhaps, that you're like in a serious and permanent state of life, right? This is a question that I hope we're all asking, kind of consistent. Like, what is right. my contribution? What is my place? Where am I at home?
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. uh, I just think happiness and and fruitfulness are wrapped up in the answer to that question. You know,
0: I think so too. Yeah, and it's a good question as far as where, yeah, where do you learn that? Where do you learn where you belong? Like, how do you? Who gives you the language? to uncrack that code and i think that's like where mentorship comes in you know like some people Mm. have that in their upbringing some have to find it but i feel like that's so crucial because like nietzsche said we can't interpret ourselves to ourselves yeah and that's really true at least i find the minute i start trying to like make heads or tails of you know i mean i can make some headway figuring out my motivations and things but i am pretty blind to a lot of my own motivations and desires Mm. even Mm. and so finding a trustworthy person who has a pure intention and just wants you to flourish like and who might be older and wiser you know that helps with a sense of figuring out belonging but Mm. you're right i think it is it's it is part of the human condition to ask that question and especially today in our culture there's just like a lot of a lot of that swirling in the ether right now like what does it mean to be a human what does it mean to be a man, a woman? What does it mean to be a parent? Like, what does it mean to be an adherent of a religion or an atheist? Or like, what does it mean? You know, because mm. no matter where somebody falls on the spectrum, we're all grappling. And, you know, in a way, I find that consoling, that there's a shared grappling going Absolutely. on. So, but yeah. These,
1: these are the fundamental questions. It's funny, you know, thinking about home and belonging, the phrase that I often— I mean, I, every morning I wake up about an hour before anybody else that I live with. I just love the early parts of the day. If I'm feeling good, I'll go for a run. But like coffee's made within 20 minutes. I'm scrambling eggs probably 10 minutes after that. Mm-hmm. And actually, like I have a lot of that really healthy ache. In the morning mm-hmm. you know not mm-hmm. like i'm old and my body aches yeah but i'm young and my soul yearns you know yeah and one of the things i often think about or my hap. this is going to sound so stupid i i think about my happy places in the morning mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like i think about zermatt switzerland where i've been skiing three times oh, in my life man. overlooking the matterhorn and i just come alive even at the thought, the, the memory of that, I think about my dad's beautiful home mm-hmm. in Tarpon Springs, Florida, overlooking the Gulf of Mexico. I think about my mom's house at Christmas. I think about, again, Becky O'Neill's house in Long Buckby. Long Buckby. You guys can tell me later if that was any good. There's just places and, and people, as you put it, where I can be at rest, where my yeah. heart, right. I can just be in, I, I can rest in the presence of those people yeah. and under the under the roofs of those places.
0: Right yeah I find that water does that for me uh, mm. being near a body of water I find some sense of home invades my bones there I don't know I don't know exactly why that is but it's been since I was a child maybe because I, I I think I've mentioned earlier I grew up next to a beautiful river it was called the tiafany yoga River and I just have always been mesmerized by like the dynamism and the constancy of it and the paradox of those mm. two things you know so it's I guess a question kind of like piggybacking off of this is what was a time that you felt excluded from that feeling and what do you usually do like do you think that's something that compels you to act hastily like like what do you do when you feel on the outside do you have FOMO you know fear of missing out I
1: do like I and do. what is what
0: is that is that just temperament is it something deeper You know, do you think everybody feels excluded and marginalized at times?
1: Yeah, I I have to say that the feeling is not infrequent. I mean, there's probably a significant moment once or twice a month Mm -hmm. where I just feel lonely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't
1: feel like I belong. I know that it's a lie, but I fall into it, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's often like... In a hotel room when I'm traveling and I don't actually know anybody who's brought me in yeah. to, to such yeah. and such event. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, man, like I left community behind. And I'm not entering into it now. Right. And I just feel my solitude. Totally. To be honest, I really wish that I took those moments to do good things. And I don't mean do necessarily like just to be. Like I, th- I think that's an occasion for me where – I wish I just, like, would stop and enter into the silence. Right. Where I'd maybe right. even stop and say a prayer. Where I'd stop and consider that, like, okay, actually, I'm not the only person on planet Earth feeling this way right now. Yeah. Some people are feeling it way more intensely. Like, to just even tap in to the human experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather than, I think I, I try to avoid it and mm-hmm. I freak out. If I don't feel at home, then, like, I just distract myself totally. or I feel myself yeah. with senseless noise, you know? Right.
0: I think I do that, too. I think it's so important to not— yeah, kind of like you said, to just acknowledge whatever the feeling is and to not demonize any one emotion or is feeling it? because they, they're yeah. neutral in and of themselves. They they're are. neither good nor bad. It's it's what we do with them mm-hmm. that kind of matters. So it's like, yeah, I actually had a similar experience traveling, you know, for a gig where I didn't know anybody and there was just like a lot of dead time. And I was just like, man, like I feel in my DNA kind of yeah. like lonely, like yeah. what should I do? And But it was good to just acknowledge it and also – have perspective and know like but this feeling doesn't have the final word obviously and everybody feels it but yeah I think it's just it's so easy though to distract from it because maybe we never completely feel Mm a hundred percent satiated yeah and that's a
1: good thing because it keeps us always longing for more and there's Mm got to be more so you know gosh find yourself a friend like Alana Boudreaux and wrestle with these things (laughs) go listen to Colony House's new record you know like to fill ourselves with people, with with music, with beauty that helps us ponder these questions and kind of like enter into these very real and universal experiences of the human heart. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing and wonderful to be reminded of that today, Alana. So as always, it's been a joy. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. Where I never did a thing. It was only on the inside that storms were rising. I don't like to admit defeat, but I'm a hypocrite claiming innocence, so my hands aren't quite clean, right up to the edge, right up to the edge
0: of the indefensible, indefensible, right up to the edge.
1: Well, as always, what a pleasure sitting down with Alana Boudreau, my co-host, every other week talking about Everything You know, media, culture, the art of being human. Really, really cool reflecting back on that Colony House lyric and obviously just really honing in on this conversation about home and ache and nostalgia. Really, guys, it's such a joy continuing these conversations, not just with Alana, you know, not just with Matt Marr last week and Cimarelli next week. By the way, Cimarelli, they have somewhere over 5 million subscribers to their YouTube channel. They've become very dear friends, but they are literally a social media phenomenon an incredible family band, six sisters. Uh, not only are they going to be in the studio, they're also going to be all over our YouTube channel next week. So if you haven't yet subscribed, today is the day. Uh, we've got a beautiful video recording of that interview um, h- hitting you next week. But you know, it's it's not just these artists and these thought leaders that I get to sit down with. It's, it's you guys. It's our patrons. It's our listeners. Uh, it's our apprentices and the young people that their lives are touching as well. So I don't know really where you find yourself or at what point in this kind a journey of learning how to better curate media in your own life, how to better raise your standard for culture, uh, and really begin living life at this next level, next level of authenticity and freedom and integrity. Just know that we find it to be the greatest privilege of all uh, to come alongside you and to accompany you because we're all on this journey together. We love you guys. If you have not yet been to lovegoodculture.com this fall, check it out for all the events we have coming up, very likely in a city near you, and looking forward to next week with Simarelli so uh, tune back in subscribe to the YouTube channel and we'll see you next week peace
2: thanks for tuning in to season two of the love good podcast tell your friends all about us stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review You can join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at lovegoodculture.com. Start enjoying our seasonal packages that will raise your standard for media and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.